Welcome to the Sales is Simple podcast, sponsored by the Sandra G. Williams Agency of Farmers Insurance, providing coverage options for your life, business, home, auto, toys, and more. This podcast focuses on sales professionalism by utilizing a non-salesy approach. Each episode will provide you with actionable steps that you can immediately use to increase your sales performance. And now, here's your host, Taman Jamison. Good morning, sales pros, and welcome to episode 88 of the Sales is Simple podcast. I'm your host, Tamon Jamison, and I want to sincerely welcome you and thank you for joining me once again for this podcast where we talk about how to be a true sales professional. Very excited to share with you that the book launch went very well last week. Sincere thanks to all of you who pre-ordered the book. You should have those to you by now. Looking forward to some feedback on that, sharing that with the world as well as with me personally on what you liked about the book, what you gained from the book, as well as what strategies and tips that you've put into place to become a better sales professional. If you have not had an opportunity to order the book yet, please go to the link in the show notes, which is salesasimplebook.com and order yours today. For those of you who are listening on the podcast, I will make sure to send you a signed copy of the book. So go ahead and order yours today and take the next step to becoming a true sales professional. For this week, I've entitled the podcast episode, Don't Try to Think for the Customer. Now, I want to make sure that to clarify throughout this episode that we're not contradicting everything that we talked about with pulling the customer through the process, leading them to make a decision that they want, asking them the right questions, knowing what type of answers that you could get to those questions. But I want to talk about the times when we try to overthink what the customer is thinking, what the customer is saying, what the customer is not saying to us, and we get ourselves in a bind by trying to think for the customer. Now, first of all, I want to set the stage and remind you that the customer doesn't always tell us the truth right up front. Because they see us as salespeople, there are a lot of times where they hold back information that we may need to make an informed decision and to make a recommendation based on our professional experience. Sometimes they flat out lie to us and tell us that they're trying to accomplish A when they're really trying to accomplish B. So it's hard for us to accurately figure out what the customer is actually trying to accomplish if they're not being truthful with us right from the beginning or if they're telling us something that we are assuming is one thing and it's really another. So today I'm going to talk about those assumptions that we make when a customer tells us something and we naturally think they're saying one thing or they're doing one thing and it's actually something completely different. So I'm going to give you three scenarios today of things that can happen that will make you try to think for the customer and by doing so may get you completely out of a sale or out of an opportunity to make the sale. The first scenario that I want to bring up to you is when a customer tells you that they're no longer interested or they're not in the market anymore or they've decided to go a different route or something along those lines. And we assume naturally, especially if we've spent a lot of time with them, if we've gone through most of our process, at least gone through the land them on the perfect offering phase, maybe even to the explain your value proposition phase, we started talking about the money, the proposal, the payment, the investment. 
And the customer, as we're doing our follow-up, has told us through whatever medium we're talking to them with that they're no longer interested. They're no longer in the market. They decided to go a different route. Now, we naturally assume that the customer is bought somewhere else, okay? Especially if we are in an industry where there's a lot of competition. Maybe the customer has already told us that they are looking at other alternatives while they are talking to us. And so when they give us that kind of response, we naturally assume and try to think, think for them in thinking that they have already made a purchase somewhere else. So rather than trying to think for them, what I want you guys to do is to be clear and find out from the customer if they are still in the market or not, okay? You can just simply ask them, and this works personally if you are in the face-to-face, that works the best that way. If you work this over the phone, or it even works on email, text, or chat if you've been communicating them that way, all right? So you wanna find out if they have decided to already pursue another option, or are they just no longer considering your option, okay? Just had this happen to me last week with a client who I had been working for a while. They decided that they gave me the no longer in the market, okay? So I asked them, first of all, we were communicating via email. They had stopped taking my phone calls, kept pushing me to voicemail, stopped taking my text, but they were pretty responsive to email. So I went back to our email communication, replied back to the last email that he sent me and said, hey, thank you for the feedback. Thank you for letting me know that you're no longer in the market. As a sales professional, I cherish and honor feedback from customers like you so that I can get better at my craft. Would you mind sharing with me why you are no longer in the market? And the response was they decided to go and consider a different offering. So what that means, you and I both realize that they are still in the market. What they were trying to say is we're no longer in the market for what you sell. So now the salesmanship, the landing them on the perfect offering and telling them why our offering is perfect and why what I have to offer is the best option for them, we just have to go back to that step again. I may have to ask them a few more questions, which I did through a series of emails. But rather than trying to think for the customer and say, when I heard we're no longer in the market, Rather than me just assuming, okay, well, they've already bought something. They've already secured their offering somewhere else. I was clear in making sure that I asked them specifically what they meant by that. So we have to be clear in making sure we understand the customer says, I'm no longer interested or I'm not in the market or I've decided to shift gears or go another route. Be clear, sales pros. Find out if they are really, truly still shopping or if they've made another purchase. If they've made another purchase, that's a different set of circumstances and a different follow-up schedule that you want to do. But if they're still shopping, that just means you have to crank up your salesmanship a little bit better. You have to remind them about the things that made them consider your offering in the first place, what made them consider you in the first place, what made them consider your company in the first place. So that's scenario number one. Customer says, I'm no longer in the market, not interested, moving on, shifting gears, something along those lines. Okay. The second situation where we typically try to overthink the customer and think for them is trying to size them up on what we think they can afford to pay, what they've budgeted, what they can afford, what they cannot afford, 
And if you've been in sales for any amount of time, you know how many times you can get yourself in a jam by assuming that a customer can't afford it or that a customer can't afford it when they can't, okay? You don't know what's in someone else's pocket. You don't know what they're willing to stretch for. You don't know what sacrifices they're willing to make in other areas of their financial situation in order to get the offering that you're presenting to them. So just present it to them in the most professional, upfront manner that you know how to do. Use your salesmanship and let them know that you've been listening to the answers they've been given for your questions. The connection that you've been making with them and all the rapport that's been built is genuine. And you have found that perfect solution for them. And in order for them to maximize that solution and take advantage of it, they're going to have to invest some funds. They're going to have to put an upfront deposit down. They're going to have to pay it in full. They're going to have to get on a payment schedule with you. However, your payment situation is set up. They're going to have to do that in order to reap the benefits of the offering that you're providing to them. So don't try to think what the customer is going to spend. Just present it to them like you would present it to them if you knew for a fact that they had more than enough money to pay for what it is you're trying to sell them. All right. Prime example, I want to give you again, real world scenarios. I was talking to a colleague of mine recently and he is in the car business talking to him and he was telling me a story years ago about when he was uh, selling a particular brand and there was a young man, I think he was 18 or 19 years old, came in and was looking at this sports convertible that apparently was completely out of his market, okay? If you've if sold cars before or, or been around where you're selling something high dollar and you have somebody kind of young coming in to inquire about that high dollar item that you are trying to sell, then you can understand some of his trepidation when the customer says, hey, I want to look at this sports convertible. But nobody else had helped him. He had already saw this young man walking around the showroom and the dealership and the lot for about 30 minutes. So he decided, hey, let me go over here and talk to him. He may need some help. So what happened was he went ahead and took the young man through the entire process, explained to him what the cost was going to be, asked the right questions, demonstrated the product. And then the young man said at the end of their interaction, but hey, I appreciate the time. You were the only one who came out and talked to me. My grandfather is actually going to um, purchase this vehicle for me. So I'll bring this information back to him and then uh, we'll probably be in touch in the next couple of days. So fast forward 24 hours, the next day, the young man comes back, but this time he comes back out of a van of a Fortune 500 company. Lo and behold, his grandfather steps out of the driver's seat of this van that's owned by a Fortune 500 company, and he is the CEO of that company. So he comes in, he tells the salesperson, hey, I really appreciate you spending the time with my grandson, showing him all the information, giving him all the things that I told him to go get in order for me to purchase the vehicle for him. And so he went ahead and bought the vehicle for his grandson. So just, just an example of you don't know what any individual is capable of, who they're connected to, 
or what kind of funds they have access to. So it's best to always be a sales professional. Never treat anybody like they can't pay. Never treat anybody like they don't have the means to pay. Go ahead until you have validated that maybe they cannot afford it. Maybe you've gone through some kind of credit application phase, some kind of pre-approval if you're selling homes. Until you get to that point where the lender or financial institution or their funds physically say they can't buy it, you just be the professional and keep moving forward in your process and treat them as if they can buy anything that they are looking at. Okay? So that's scenario number two. You don't know what a customer has in their pocket. You don't know what they're willing to pay. You don't know what means they have of payment. And then the third one is when a customer is not getting back to you. When you have been calling them, texting them, emailing them, you've been talking back and forth, you've had some regular communication going, and then all of a sudden, that communication stops. They stop answering your phone calls, they stop returning your messages, they stop replying back to your texts or emails. Everything has gone silent. And naturally, as salespeople, we get worried. Now we're thinking, oh, well, I've lost that sale. They must have gone with another option. They're too embarrassed to tell me or that they don't want to just give me the truth of the matter in that they decided to go with option B instead of option A. And when that occurs, we begin to think for the customer and say to ourselves that the customer must have bought somewhere else. But I can't tell you the amount of times when I've gone through that scenario on a personal level only to realize that the customer had a death in the family, they had a family emergency, something came up where what we were talking about became something that they put on the back burner. There was a more pressing issue that was going on in their family lives, in their personal lives, in their work life. And so it was no longer that important to them to move forward with the offering that we had been talking about. But rather than assuming that they have had some kind of change of heart or they've gone another route, you need to continue to follow up with them. Maybe you scale back the follow up. Maybe you have been talking to them every couple of days. Now you want to try to reach out to them once a week. Maybe you have been talking to them every week. You want to scale it back to once every two weeks reaching out to them. But if you've genuinely had that good relationship with them, you've built that rapport and you've started to solidify a relationship, when things quiet down, they'll let you know. They'll let you know, hey, I apologize. Sorry I didn't get back to you. Sorry I wasn't returning your calls. But I had a family emergency. I had to go out of town. I had a death in the family. They'll level with you and tell you what has happened. And they'll either say, hey, I still need a little bit more time. I'll get back to you. Or I need to put everything on hold. I don't know how long it's going to be. Let's just stay in communication. But they will keep you abreast of why they stopped responding and give you the courtesy of telling you that they are apologize for it, that they value your professionalism. They appreciate you continuing to follow up with them. But now they've just got a lot of things on their mind. They've got a lot of things on their plate and they're just going to have to pause moving forward with the purchase at this moment.
And I say pause because that doesn't mean they're never going to buy. It just means the timetable has been lengthened a little bit. Maybe they were ready to buy within the next two, three weeks. Now they may have to push it out two, three months. Maybe they were ready to buy next quarter. They may have to push it out to next year. Okay. Maybe they're going to buy that house next year. They need, maybe need to push it out five years from now. But that doesn't mean that they're no longer going to become a client of yours. And that also does not mean that they won't refer business to you before they purchase from you. Okay, you continue to be that professional and they'll be that soundboard for you out in the community and they'll send people your way and you haven't even sold them anything yet. So continue to work towards setting up that next sale by not trying to think for the customer. Don't try to think for them when they say they're no longer interested or not in the market. Don't try to think for them when you're trying to size them up and figure out how much money they have or do not have. And don't try to think for them when they stop responding all of a sudden because there may have been something serious going on in their lives. Just trust the process. Trust the process that you've learned. Trust the process that you know works and continue to follow it. Follow it with each and every customer, each and every time, and the process won't let you down. So that's today's episode, guys. Don't try to think for the customer, okay? Don't assume that something's happening when it's not happening. And if you think that there is some fogginess going on or what the customer's telling you, then just ask for clarity. Specifically ask them what they mean by that or get some clarity on what the next step should be. But don't let yourself just hang out there and not know what the customer is actually trying to do next or what they're actually thinking. You be the professional and find out from them what they are actually thinking, and then you can effectively address it as the expert in your field. Guys, thank you for another week of listening to the Sales and Simple podcast. Again, thank you for those who have already ordered the book. Thank you in advance to those who will be placing their orders this week and continuing to place your orders for the book. Look forward to sharing that with you so that you can continue to grow as a sales professional. Make sure to share the podcast with somebody who may also benefit. Share the link to the book. Share my website information. But I want us all to grow as salespeople. I want us all to get better, all to be professional. And that way, the better we get, the more professional we get, the less the negative stereotype becomes with our industry to the general public. Do your part. Help others do their part. And we can all be in a profession that not only we can be proud of, but clients can be proud of. So look forward to bringing you some more information next week. And I want you to always remember that the best way for you to get what you want is by giving others what they want. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Sales is Simple podcast. If you have received some value from what you've heard today, please spread the word to others who may benefit as well. You can also leave a rating and review with your comments or suggestions for future episode topics. Have a productive sales week and we'll talk to you soon.